Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 10, using a live to showcase a distillery's products. Now I don't want to take away from a podcast because a podcast is really good. The nice thing about a podcast is that you can re-record it. And if I told you how many times sometimes I re-record episodes, you would kind of worry for my sanity, I think. Lives are a lot more different in that you have to kind of get on. And if you make a mistake, you've just got to carry on. However, I think they are very, very powerful. And that's something we're going to be discussing in this episode a little bit later on. Before I get to that, I've had some really lovely responses this week from sort of fab podcasts that keep it going, Ben, those kind of comments. But also I've had some lovely pictures which really, really touch my heart. They were showing the podcast directory and I could see the the Gin Ignite podcast logo there and they were clearly listening to the latest episode. So thank you very much for sending those in. They really, really touched me and I really um, was very happy on those days. Uh, not that I'm ha- not happy all the time, but really, really happy. You, you kind of made my day. So thank you very much for that. I've got a very exciting episode for you next week. Unfortunately, I my lips are sealed, so I can't tell you anything about it at the moment, but all will become clear next week. Unfortunately, lots of things seem to be coming to an end at the moment, which is a bit of a shame. Drinkbledon is at an end. So thank you very much to at Social Gin Girl for putting that together and congratulations to at The Gin Gen for winning. Sadly, Juniper July comes to an end today, but... As I explained on last week's podcast, hashtag flat lay gin day is going to come and replace it very, very soon. As soon as I have more information, I will certainly let you know. Congratulations, though, to Emma from At An Elf's Ruin for putting this all together. It has been really phenomenal. I've seen the sort of comments that people have come out with. I've seen the posts, the descriptions. It's all been really, really amazing. So thank you again for that. Round of Gin is due to go live very soon, so keep an eye on at Round of Gin. I will also post as I'm one of the reviewers as soon as it goes live, and I'm sure my fellow reviewers will do the same. The weekly gin recommendation for this week is Mermaid Gin. I love the way the brand operates for for Mermaid. They put out every so often some mermaid posts and they're just all different images of how you imagine a mermaid to be. And they're just just amazing. I just love it. I love also the way they ethically source their ingredients and they try and get as many local ingredients as they can. They're also committed to sustainability and conservation and they're committed to eliminating plastic from their packaging and supply chains. So I kind of love the brand credentials before I even get into the gin. The bottle also, which I don't normally sort of think about really, but this bottle is just amazing. It's got sort of these incantations in it, which look like scales, exactly how you would imagine a mermaid scales to look like. 
And I love the fact that it's sort of this blue, beautiful sort of sea-like colour. The nose is not really like a normal London Dry. It's sort of got, I don't know, the only way I can describe it is sort of a strong sort of spirit smell. And there's some, there's something sort of a bit subtle in there. I think it's possibly the lemon zest, but I'm not 100% sure. And I love the, the the taste of it. I wouldn't say it's the smoothest of gins. It's, you know, it's pretty smooth, but not not the smoothest. But I love the way it sort of tickles over your tongue. And it sort of tingles a bit like the sea with the rock samphire sort of playing a little tune on your tongue as well. It goes with sort of most tonics and I think it'd be lovely in a cocktail, but I don't think it's quite smooth enough to my taste for a dry martini. But it's definitely a welcome addition to my gin shelf. So. How would you showcase a distillery's products? That's really what we're going to talk about today. And before you sort of go, oh, well, I'm I'm just part of the community. I'm not really interested in this. Actually, it does really involve you too, because it's really important for a distillery to understand what kind of works with you as the community so that they can understand what the most sort of cost effective way of them getting in front of you is. And off the top of my head, I thought well, one way is obviously a website, but obviously you've got to drive traffic to your website. Another way is kind of an email list. One of the big ways, obviously, with with the, the Instagram community is posts and getting Instagram reviews. And obviously you've got Twitter and Facebook as well, which I know there's a lot of people that don't particularly like being on Instagram, but do like being on Twitter and Facebook. And um, it's important not to sort of forget those those channels as well. Also, YouTube, I think, is really important. I noticed that the Chase Distillery has a fantastic 360 degree virtual tour, which I watched the other day, and it really is amazing. Also, you know, there's things like podcasts for people to get onto, which which also gets you in front of the community and also finding sort of other sort of new channels. So uh, local bars, restaurants, if you're really lucky, sort of retailers, that kind of gets you in front of a lot of people. And what a lot of people are using these days are lives. And I think lives really work if you really trust that particular person that you're watching because you've actually got to trust them in, in a certain way because if they're tasting a particular gin, you've got to make sure that your kind of taste buds align. Now, obviously, so if that doesn't happen, then obviously the best way is to get people in front of the distillery, so actually physically on the distillery. Unfortunately, you know, due to the current situation, that is difficult. Travel is difficult at the moment. And so a live is, is a really good way of doing it because you can maybe go live with a host and a distiller and you can taste the items and, and that's okay. Now, before I go into this in too much detail, I just want to give you an idea of my background so you can understand kind of where I'm coming from. I'm a project manager by trade. I'm an avid sort of online business follower. I've seen more lives than I care to imagine, but really from the, the side of, of watching a live. I'm a small business owner with a number of different brands. And I think very carefully about how my brand is received. It's not just about the logo. It's about, you know, the voice that it uses. It's about the imagery it uses, all those kind of things. And as a podcaster, I understand that it's really important to have very good sound and to make sure your production is as slick as it possibly can be. So putting that all together, 
alive with a distiller and a host is is really good. I'm not knocking it at all. It is really good. It's really good to get people out there. But I was like thinking to myself, and, and th to be honest, this is an idea that I really wanted to pitch to a distillery. What if, and I'm sure this has been done before, but what if the audience got involved as well? To me, when I'm looking at sort of a compelling content, I really think it's important for the audience to get get involved as well. And what to make it even better if you had a mixologist involved as well. So you've got a host, a distiller and a mixologist and the audience who are really engaged and involved. But how can you get the audience really engaged and involved? Obviously, as again, if they really trust the people that they're watching, then to a certain degree that that is that is involvement. But what what else? And, and the answer to me sort of came to me the other day. What if they paid to have a pack sent out to them which contained the very items that the distiller, the host and the mixologist were tasting? Suddenly you've got really compelling content because everybody is tasting the same thing. It's kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and smell a vision, it's taste a vision, it's everything a vision all in one, which I think could be really, really amazing. Nobody's going to lose out of pocket because people are actually paying for this experience. But I think it is something that could really work in the gin community. And something, you know, if, the, if there is a distiller out there that would like to try this with me, I'd be more than happy to do that because I think it could be a real, real winner. But as the audience, first of all, as a, a, the distillery audience, would it work for your brand? Have a think about that. And as an audience member, how much would you be prepared to pay for this? What kind of discounts would you like to see, perhaps, if you were to go on this? Because I know... In a lot of online business these days, you get something for free and then you kind of get kind of a discount. So you might have somebody might offer something part of a course for free. And then if you go on that, if you sign up, then you get a bit off. So maybe have a think about, about that kind of thing. When I send out the post for this episode at two o'clock on Friday, I'd be really, really grateful if you could comment on those kind of things. So would it work for your brand, first of all, as a distiller? And secondly, as a member of this community, would it work for you? Would How much would you pay for it? And what discounts or, or what, what information would you, would you want? Obviously, it would need to be done sort of two or three weeks in advance because you know, you'd need to make sure that the product was sent out carefully and went to you on time because it's no good having a, a, a tasting when you don't have a load of product in front of you because that just isn't going to work. But I'd be really interested to know what you think. Thank you very much for listening to that. I really hope it sort of sparked a few ideas and I would genuinely love to hear from you. If you don't want to comment and you'd like to just contact me directly at Gin Ignite on Twitter or Instagram or gin.gossip at ginignite.com.
As I said a bit earlier, Chase Distillery have done a fantastic 360 degree virtual tour. It really is worth watching and I've put a link in the show notes to that. Also, Vanessa from episode 8 has been doing a sterling amount of work getting distilleries out there. She's done some work with Anfield Gin at Anfield Gin, Pitwheel Distillery at Pitwheel Distillery, Stonewall at Spirit of Stonewall and Agnes Arbor at Agnes Arbor Gin. I've also noticed, um, thank you at Jamie and Gin for pointing it out, Altitude Gin. They seem to be posting quite a lot at the moment. Um, so I just thought I'd mention them. And something that really caught my eye this week is the Mary Jean Pink Gin from Massingbird Monday at Massingbird underscore Monday. Again, it's in the uh, in the show notes. Not only does it sound amazing, but the bottle and liquid inside is stunning, which makes it really sort of showcases the bottle. Um, if you go to at Massingbird underscore Monday, you'll, you'll see the post in there for, and it's like a pink gin. It's just really amazing. The Instagram shout out this week is to Posh Ginbirds. They're from where I was born in Swansea. So they tick the box from being from South Wales. Everybody loves the Welsh or certainly in, in my household they do. They've very recently become brand ambassadors for Cardiff Distillery, which is really exciting. And I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with that. I think it will be a really interesting time for Cardiff Distillery. It's a very good decision on your behalf. They always do such vibrant posts. They seem to sort of pick a colour palette and go with it. I love their sort of orange palette that they had very recently. They had a their Georgia gin cocktail, which had sort of peach Melba schnapps and Crayshaw gin with orange juice. Sounded phenomenal just up my street. They also had kind of yellow palette, which was Stockport gin from sort of Selfridges. So I guess the yellow from Selfridges, which was a really nice kind of touch. And finally, they had a kind of green palette, which was Crayshaw gin with like this green heart and the drink on top. It looked really amazing. They are my favorite gin duo. So if you're not following them, have a look out for them at Posh Ginbirds. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch at Gin Ignite on Instagram or Twitter. If you've got ideas for the podcast, either DM me on any of those two above accounts or podcast.ideas at ginignite.com. And finally, if you want to talk to me just about anything on email, gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anybody for what they believe, what they look like, or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everybody took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend, and whether you decide to party or stay in, I'll be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers! Cheers!